Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. I'm Danny Heifetz here with Danny Kelly and Craig Korlbeck. Craig, you're back from Take Tahoe. How you doing? Are you tan? I'm refreshed. I was in the fresh Lake Tahoe water. It was very cold, but it felt really good. It was revitalizing. I'm glad you're revitalized. This is our Friday show. We're going to share our gut calls for the weekend. We're going to look at how our gut calls did last weekend. And we're going to give a daily fantasy lineup at the end. But first, you guys ready for a fun fact? So ready. This is from Kyle DeSormo. The nothingness of a black hole generates a sound in the key of B flat. <laughs> so here's my question with that. How far does the sound go? Like, is there a certain point where it stops? Like if you're right outside the black hole, can you hear it? Or do you got to be in it? So I had How's questions about this because a black hole, like by definition, sucks in everything like light can't escape from a black hole. So it's like, how does it make a sound? And apparently it does. Just a human wouldn't be able to hear it. But can't we some... hear B flat? I'm not a scientist, dude. I, I just this is what I read a musician, on the Internet. Apparently, well, no, <laughs> but apparently it's like a million billion times. And I mean that a million billion times below our threshold. But it is a, a B flat. Oh, did you fact check this? Heifetz? I did. I, I okay. on Reddit and everything. So, you know, it's 100 percent legit. Uh, yeah. I mean, no one's actually ever been in a black hole. So, um, uh, have, did you watch the documentary Interstellar? <laughs> Love transcends straight? everything. It does. Okay. Well, let's get to week two, which was a black hole of itself because of nice. all the injuries. Yes. That was good. That was good. All right. Yeah. There were a lot of people that were hurt in week two, but some of our corrections, some of our Predictions turn out correct. Some got hurt on their own right. Yeah, so let's quickly recap our gut predictions and our bold calls for week two. DK, you threw out there that Paris Campbell would be a top six receiver. He fell victim to the injury bug. He is mm. he has a PCL injury. He's probably hurt for quite a while, so that sucks. He had a carry for totally seven yards. Do it. He was going to do it for sure. Definitely going to yeah. do it. 100,000%. Like a million billion times going to do it. <laughs> And then you also said Deontay Johnson would be the highest scoring Pittsburgh skill player. That was correct. Oh my God, you got a hold of that one. Boom. Nice. Ding, 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 ding. Well got done, it. DK. Deontay Johnson's just amazing. He beat him by point one. Uh, he beat uh, James Conner 19.2 points to 19.1 points. So, so a yard. Squeaked that one out. Yeah. The Steelers' but. offense is finally doing what everybody kind of predicted in the offseason of like Deontay Johnson was like going to pan out and maybe be better than Juju. James Conner had like a really strong week. Everybody's getting involved. Claypool looks great. Yeah. I was the idiot who believed in Benny Snell for a half minute there. And that's not happening now, I guess. Just wait. And the Steelers we'll are going to be even better this week. They're getting Villanueva back. There we go. Don't fall to the Benny Snell honey trap. You also had Scotty Miller. Yeah. My bold prediction didn't quite go. Scotty Miller would be a top 12 receiver, a.k.a. a wide receiver one this week. Wrong. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Scotty close. Miller, man. It was he was he was only like seventy two spots from being top twelve. <laughs> Did he have that is a multiple had, of twelve? I think he had three targets and one catch. And freaking Justin Watson was the guy. Well, Scotty Miller dropped the touchdown. Yeah. Can we just pretend that Brady didn't go back to Scotty Miller the same way that Rojo fumbled and then Fournette got the ball? Like, you know, if he had caught the touchdown, DK would have been like correct. I think what happened with Scotty Miller is is the number one situation where fantasy people just don't know how football works like why why was justin watson the guy and not scotty miller like it doesn't make any sense to us but it happened why 
We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, Watson. Well, no, Watson just wasn't on the same. Watson just ran some wrong routes toward the end of last season. He didn't look like he was always in tune with what the offense was doing. And one of the reasons we all love Scotty Miller was that everyone was saying that he really has a command of the offense and what Brady wants from him to do, and that Watson did not have that. So, I mean, congrats to Justin Watson for having a good week of practice. But yeah, so is that what it was? He had a good week of pl- practice, and he just now plays more snaps than Scotty Miller, who everybody raved about all offseason. Well, don't drop a touchdown, Scotty Miller. Yes, so. Bruce Arians is an emotional guy. You know what? Justin Watson had two catches for 48 yards. Let's not go crazy here. Yeah, but he played more than Scotty Miller. His snap share oh. was way higher. Brutal. All right. Well, it's all right. DK, you got the Deontay Johnson thing. Can I get to mine I'm happy now? happy about that. Yeah, Craig. Yeah. All right. I had Josh Allen to be the number one quarterback last week. He was the, he was the third quarterback. Not bad. Pretty good. It's wrong. Close. You're right in spirit. Just a bit outside. Um... <laughs> My other gut prediction was that Ronald Jones would become a household name and he would put up 120 yards and a touchdown. I was wrong. However, Leonard Fournette did it for me. He had 103 (laughs) yards and two touchdowns because Ronald Jones freaking fumbled. And we talked about on the Wednesday show about how that just puts certain players in the doghouse and coaches don't let them play for the rest of the game, which I I honestly don't understand. Do you believe in jinxes? No. Like our two guys fumbled and dropped a touchdown. Oh, that's not what I think a jinx is. A jinx is when I sit in when the jinx is when you're watching a field goal kicker and they're like, Oh yeah, this kicker is 12 for 12 from this distance. And then he misses. <laughs> that's a jinx. Yeah. yeah. I don't think the bucks got jinxed or hexed or whatever. And that's how they got all these dropping the balls. Bruce Arians basically did the, remember the Titans thing where Petey fumbles and he makes him run a mile. You drop the football, you run a mile. 5,280 <laughs> feet. Craig, you're going to run every damn one of them. Okay. Your bold prediction for the week was Josh Jacobs will score single-digit fantasy points. I was so close. You were very close. close. I was monitoring that. Very, very close. Very close. He had 12 points. He had 88 rushing yards on 27 carries, only 3.2 yards per carry. I was very close to getting it, but he had a couple catches. He got it all like late in the game too. I know. He was, I think he, I, I legitimately almost slacked you because he was at 9.8 at some point in like the third quarter. And I was like, oh That is God. two digits and he, though. And he got hurt. He, he like was out for a minute. Uh, with a hip thing. And so, anyways, it was very close, but didn't quite happen. All right. The high fits hit us with yours. My gut call was Dak Prescott would be the QB1. Michael Gallup would be top five receiver. I mean, Dak was the QB1. I mean, do I have to pat myself on the back? Can you yeah. guys pat me? Give me a little pat. This is a learning situation for you, high fits. Just yeah. pick one thing. <laughs> You're like trying say, to. Because Michael Gallup was not close. Don't try and parlay your gut calls here. Just do one. Yeah, you're right. My, that's exactly what I did. I did a parlay. Michael Gallup was the third highest scoring receiver on the team, but Dak was the QB1. So do I get a half for that? In the future, what you should do is you should say Dak Prescott and Michael Gallup will total 48 fantasy points. Or yeah, something I should like have that. thought that. way, that. it's one number. Well, I'm going to prefer to take the W. I'll be like Jameis. I'll just eat the Ws or whatever you said that one that was a That was a good call, though, Heifetz. I mean, we, we went into the week thinking it was going to be a high-scoring game. They had to come back, so they passed a ton. I think I saw he was the first quarterback to have 400 yards passing and three rushing touchdowns. If they didn't get that ridiculous offense uh, uh, onside kick, he wouldn't have been the QB1. So, I need the W because my other gut was that the Saints would score more points without Michael Thomas. And the spirit of what I meant was the Saints would look better without Michael Thomas. And just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. They looked like, <laughs> oh, I was going to say dog shit. Well, I guess I did just say dog shit. The word came out of my mouth. Uh, they looked horrible. <laughs> And I think dog shit is my favorite new swear swear word. <laughs> well, because it's so prevalent, it's barely a curse. Very it happens satisfying. all the time. It's very satisfying to say it. Like you, like your opinion is dog shit. 
<laughs> I like horse shit too. Well, yeah, dog shit specific one. because like, you know, if you have a dog, you deal with it all the time. So you're like, oh my God, I know exactly what you're talking about. But the Saints did. Like just the Saints just dog horrible shit opinion. Anyway. But, yeah. <laughs> What's your bold? I had Tom Brady would throw for many passing yards. He did not. He threw mm. for 217. And the Bucks did dominate. But yeah, they, it's followed a fairly normal game script because the Panthers couldn't keep up. I had some hopes that the Panthers would get going and they couldn't. So Tom Brady didn't have to throw too much. But it's all right. That's what we go bold for. And maybe if Scotty Miller had caught that damn touchdown, we would have both been we would have both been 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 feeling better. So but yeah. let's get to our gut calls and bold predictions for this week. DK. Are you in touch with your gut? Are you in tune with the electromagnetic forces of the earth? Whatever crystals you got, I don't know. Drink a kombucha for your gut before you give this to Yeah, you need a good microbiome. The seasons that have officially changed in the Pacific Northwest, by the way, you guys, it's raining. It, it feels like fall. Mm. Um, I feel like the energy has changed very significantly, and I'm in, and I'm in tune with it. I don't know what seasons are anymore because I lived in LA long enough to realize there's only two seasons. There's jacket season and no jacket season. <laughs> and I guess now fire season, season and not fire season. But anyway, uh, bottom line is call? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about my gut calls this week. Logan Thomas, top six tight end finish this week. Wow. He is kind of off a lot of people's radars and it's largely due to the fact that he's on a bad offense and he's a late blooming type player. He's a former college quarterback who's kind of bounced around. He's been on a bunch of teams. Um, but he has a lot of the things I'm looking for in terms of a tight end breakout. He's athletic and that's the main one, but he's also the, he's also like, (laughs) he's the number two guy essentially in their offense, um, behind Terry McLaurin. He's got good chemistry building with, with, uh, Haskins. So he has had some very promising usage over the first two games. I believe that the production is going to follow that usage. He had eight targets a week, one, nine targets in week two. I saw this on Twitter per Jared Smola. In week two alone, Thomas played 91% of the snaps. He ran 95. He, he ran nat- routes on 95% of the passing downs. He had a 27% target share. So in other words, these are all the things you're looking for at a tight end. He's running a lot of routes. He's in on passing downs. He's running routes instead of blocking on those passing downs. And he's getting a lot of targets. So against Cleveland this week, who just got done giving up 15 targets, 11 catches, and 87 yards to Bengals tight ends. Now, that was a little bit of an interesting scenario because the Bengals were coming from behind. But I could honestly see kind of a very similar situation playing out for the for Washington this week. So I'm going Logan Thomas, top six finish. The, the cutoff last week in terms of points and half PPR was Travis Kelsey last week, 19.7. So he's going to need, if that holds. <laughs> Logan week, Thomas gonna is Travis Kelsey. That's the take. He's going to need to turn into Travis Kelsey this week. No, he's just he's going to need to get into the touchdown or into the end zone uh, for starters. But uh, I'm feeling good about this one. This is kind of a little bit hot takey, but I'm liking it. I know. This is like DK's gut calls are like kind of bold. It's extremely bold. The man's, I mean, he's a 29-year-old breakout tight end. Although, ignore that he's 29. Just say that he's in his 20s, and then it's fine. Yeah, he's only two years younger than Des Bryant. <laughs> That's Wait, weird. really? Des Bryant's only 31. How weird what? is that? That's bizarre. All right, how about him being older than Keenan Allen? I know. That's so weird. Logan Thomas, not Des Bryant. Okay. Craig, you had a gut call for us this week? Yeah. It's not as gutsy as... As DK's, I'm giving a stat DK's, line, that though. could get in the salty spittoon. You're in the salty spittoon. Yes. Um, mine is that Allen Robinson gets back on track and has six catches for 110 yards and a touchdown. So, I like 110. Did you decide 100 wasn't bold enough? So you're good at call enough? So you yeah, are, we, are, we playing, uh, are we playing the Price is Right style where if you go over, you win? In other words, like if he has more, if he has 110 plus yards, 
Does that mean? Well, I think we the, should just do it where and it's points. Six catches for 110 yards and a touchdown is 20 fantasy points. To be clear, okay. if you go over in the price and right, then you're you lose. I meant I just meant like style, where like does he have to get 110 yards exactly for Craig to get this right? Is my no, question. it's just it's it's whatever the points equal is, which is 20. Okay, so go okay, 20 cool. or more. That makes sense. So I just to get into this a little bit. So Allen Robinson's had a pretty weird year. He started out really slow. But like the positive side of it is that he's caught 100% of the targets thrown to him that have been considered accurate. He's caught every single one. The negative side of that is he's only gotten eight of those. <laughs> because Trubisky's terrible. He's 14th in the league in targets, but he's only seen eight accurate passes, which is terrifying. It's but like the story of his whole career. But they're playing uh, Atlanta, who is like an absolute <laughs> goldmine. All of their cornerbacks uh, are letting up a million fantasy points. You're giving up the most this season to wide receivers. And uh, Trubisky... If it's going to be any week, it's going to be this week. Well, so here's the thing. On one hand, I like what you're saying because the Falcons defense has been very bad. And on the other hand, they've been bad because they were torched by two quarterbacks, Dak and Russell Wilson, who are very good. And Mitchell Trubisky is very bad. One little note. I mean, so after doing some some light reading, the defense that the Falcons run is favorable to Robinson and Trubisky. They run a cover three and, and cover one. And that is defenses in the past that... Trubisky has exploited and Robinson has exploited. So mm. if you want to get a little inside baseball, cover one and cover three shells well, are favorable football, but. for Trubisky <laughs> and for Robinson. You're right. Wrong sport. It's not, it's, this isn't Hayden Hurst. There's no baseball involved. Or it's Russell an Wilson and Kyle. It's an expression. I know, but Russell Wilson doing cosplay in the offseason where he's like trying to play shortstop motivational speaker for the Yankees, <laughs> whatever the hell that weird cosplay, side gig. You so play, get third, you have $35 million a year, dude. You don't need to give motivational speeches <laughs> to the Yankees for 60 grand. What the fuck is going on there? Anyway. I like that. The uh, cosplay. I, life is cosplay, man. The older I get. The, <laughs> I, I got a gut call. <laughs> what? We're all just putting on clown makeup? Well, football's cosplay for war. Yeah, look, I, my brother got a pickup truck. He's doing farmer cosplay. What's this just, podcast cosplay for? Narcissism? I I mean, <laughs> well, you said it, not me. Yeah. Are our microphones actually plugged in? Like, is this actually going anywhere? Is, are we just talking to each other and like yelling into the ether? You guys don't exist. I think you're just characters in my head. I don't know. <laughs> just like I couldn't even come up with another person named Danny. Anyway, Dak. So I said Dak would be the QB one last week and Gallup would be top five. I hit Dak. I owe the people and all of you and myself a top five receiver. And this week it's going to be going against Dallas. It's Tyler Lockett for the Seahawks. I think mm. Tyler Lockett's going to have a huge week. The Seahawks-Cowboys game is the biggest over-under of the week. So it's the highest point total. It's expected to be a shootout. For all the reasons you think of, the Seahawks look great. Russell Wilson looks great. The Cowboys look really good with passing last week. But also, the Cowboys cornerbacks are hurt, man. Like, if you look mm, at their top yeah. three cornerbacks from last year, Byron Jones went to Miami. Anthony Brown has a ribs injury. He's out. Chidobi Awuzie has hamstring injury. He's going to miss this game and probably a week after that, too, actually. And then they have Trevon Diggs, who is probably going to play, but he has a hamstring injury, too. And then they're left with Daryl Worley as, like, their left cornerback. And then they have, I mean, Brandon Carr, are their outside guys. And then they have Jordan Lewis, who's going to have to play in the slot who is like borderline bless his heart territory. I talked to Marcus Mosher, who's a great Cowboys uh, writer, and he basically summarizes, Jordan Lewis is not good. Cowboys fans, like, the, you know how the fan base always knows the defender who's like, oh my God, not him again? Yeah. That's Jordan Lewis for Dallas through two weeks. Jordan Lewis is just not doing well. Tyler Lockett's one of the best slot receivers in the NFL. So this is the highest point total. It's just kind of a perfect storm to lock it to like kind of have a huge bounce back week. And I just think it's all lining up. So I really like that. And then as you like 
Mike McCarthy said, uh, it's so different from the Jason Garrett era. Mike McCarthy said their plan is we want to score as fast as we can as many times as we can. So, God, I love it. And the CX are doing the same thing right now, too. We need to quantify your, your pick. What, what are you picking for Lockett? Uh, let's go with 111 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> 20.1 fantasy points? Yes. He'll outscore Allen Robinson. You guys, have, you guys are doing very bizarre, like, No, 113. 113 and a touchdown. <laughs> Why don't you just do, like, he's going to finish as the wide receiver six or above? I said five, but then Craig said I needed to give a number. Oh, no, well, I didn't hear you. That's a benchmark. I said, Did oh, you say top five? Oh, yeah, top five, because Gallup I said last week, so I owe the people a top five receiver. So Lockett's a top five receiver. I like that more. It's just, it's more easy to, for me to synthesize that information in my brain. Sure. Yeah, he's a top five receiver this week. DK, you're the Seahawks fan. What do you, what do you make of it? I'm going to go the other side of the ball on this one. I'm going with C.D. Lamb, and because I got this right last week, I'm going to do this again. C.D. Lamb <laughs> outscores all other Cowboys skill players, so he's going to outscore Gallup, Cooper and Dak, or not? Sorry, not Dak. Zeke. Um, and Dak Zeke. Does not count. Yes. Wow. So the running backs and receivers and tight ends. Um, so I think this is a great matchup for CD Lamb going up against the CX defense that just got absolutely picked apart over the middle of the field last week. Now there was a little bit of an extenuating circumstance. Seahawks uh, safety Quandre Diggs got ejected early in the game, so they kind of had to scramble a little bit. But Julian Edelman. Just got done catching eight passes for 179 yards in week two, all of which came against the slot, including a lot of them going up against Jamal Adams, who is like the Seahawks' best defensive player. He's just not, I mean, his specialty is not coverage. His specialty is blitzing, tackling, doing a lot of things around the line of scrimmage. Like there's some some ways to get him, to, to exploit him down the field. And I think that the Cowboys are going to look to do that. And just in, just in general, trying to attack the middle of the field. CeeDee Lamb, runs like all his routes, well, a lot of his routes in the middle of the field. In fact, the second most slot receiving yards last week among all players, number one was Julian Edelman, number two was CeeDee Lamb. Wow. You're giving me all these numbers. You're a Seahawks fan. You're where, Where's the emotion? Like, wh- why do you, why are you afraid of CeeDee Lamb this week as a Seahawks fan? Forget the fantasy That is my stuff. emotion because the Seahawks defense has been freaking picked apart in both games. They've given up a million points to fantasy receivers this year. Week one. Atlanta, who had three receivers with nine catches and 100 <laughs> yards. Yeah. Uh, and then good. last week against the Patriots, like Cam Newton, Cam Newton had more yards passing last week since his second game as a <laughs> professional quarterback, 2011. Seahawks defense is atrocious right now. Yeah, it's an interesting theme of the year so far, kind of early, just basically teams who can't get a pass rush getting burned in the passing game. But to be very yeah. clear, though, so you had Deontay Johnson as the highest scoring Steelers skill player last week. It worked. And now you're trying to do the same thing for a different player this yeah. week. So is it fair to say that you are A-B testing C.D. Lamb? Okay. <laughs> I mean, that was... That is either the best or the worst joke I've ever told on this podcast. <laughs> But I don't what know I am what doing. What I what I am doing is I'm testing out <laughs> styles of benchmarks. I like that. I like. We're still feeling out like how we're going to do this. Like, oh, is he going to be a wide receiver five? I kind of like the idea of like he's going to outscore his teammates. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Filling it out. All right, who's up? Craig, are you up? Go yes, sir. It. Give us a good call. Rookie running back Josh Kelly will be a top fifteen running back this week and outscore mm. his teammate Austin Eckler. Ooh, this oh, is I a good like one. This. So, Josh Kelly, rookie out of UCLA, last week against the Chiefs, he had 23 carries and two catches in his second NFL game, which, by the way, 23 carries is a number that Melvin Gordon did not hit in any of his last two seasons with the Chargers. 
His his wow. catch one of his catches for was for like forty yards too or something like that. I just think one, I think he's good, and two, if if a team is giving their rookie running back twenty five touches against the Super Bowl champion Chiefs, I, I think it's only going to get better. And they're playing Carolina this week, who just gave up big games to the combination of Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. I like Josh Kelly. He's the new Melvin Gordon, maybe. Great last name. Panthers have given up the most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. I am very partial to the last name Kelly for many reasons. <laughs> because we're such great friends? Yeah, that's the only reason. <laughs> I actually, is it, okay I like to, is it okay to explain to the listeners why you like the, the last name Kelly or is, is this too private? Is Let's too let personal? them do some research on their own. I'm sure they could figure okay. it out. All right, cool. So... I like this one a lot. And are you saying Austin Eckler is going to have a bad game? You think the Panthers are so bad that Eckler and Josh Kelly could both be serviceable? I think it's a little bit of both. I think they, they could both be serviceable, kind of like they were last week. All right. Mm-hmm. Little, lo, love a little column A, column B. Okay. My gut, my, I guess my final gut call for the week. I think Kenyon Drake is top five running back. I'm sticking with the top fives this week. Although that movie was terrible. The Chris Walk, Rock one, super disappointing, but neither here nor there. <laughs> Kenyon Drake tweeted this week. Lol, quote, I'm quoting him. Lol, if you're mad about my fantasy output the first couple of games, drop me and bless someone else in your league. End quote. <laughs> I like that. You say bless you say out. LOL like such a New Yorker. You say like lol. Lol. Oh, it's, lol. is that how, like how I can't say dolphin? Dolphin. Yeah, I, I just say Miami because I can't say dolphin. Anyway, lol. <laughs> LOL. I guess that sounds better. Anyway, the point is that I just so respect him saying drop me and bless someone else in your league. But I also just think he's actually going to have the bounce back. We all think that he's going to have a big game eventually. I think it's this week for two reasons. One, Cardinals offense, really good. Don't need to explain that. Kyler Murray's been great. DeAndre Hopkins, great. Kenyon Drake, the points will come. The li- I am also betting against the Lions, specifically Matt Patricia, because I have decided that betting against Matt Patricia is profitable in many different forms, one of which Kenyon Drake. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to there are so many ways to talk about how bad the Lions defense is. I barely know where to start, but I'll just start with the Green Bay Packers at the most rushing yards in like 15 years last week. And I was enamored with something I read from Chris Burke in The Athletic, where he just just, graded the Lions defense from their game against the Packers. And I have to read a section where he said, quote, he gave the D-line, the defensive line for the Lions a a F-minus grade. And he said, just a gross, inexcusable effort up front and the approach from Matt Patricia and the defensive coordinator, Corey Udlin, didn't help much. For all the additions Detroit made to its linebacking core and secondary this offseason, it was clear that the defense would only go so far as its front could take it. And against the Packers' dynamic offense, that unit was a blocking sled come to life. I love that. And then basically, <laughs> the, the Lions can't tackle. They can't fill gaps. They can't play the run. They can't cover. They're, they're hurt in a bunch of places. The p- people who aren't hurt and are, and are healthy aren't playing very well. And they also play the most man coverage of any defense, even though their cornerbacks are hurt and not very effective. They have Jeff Okuda, who's coming back, who's a rookie. I think Hopkins is going to shred them. I think the Cardinals are going to shred them. I think this is going to put Matt Patricia on the chopping block. And I think Kenyon Drake's just going to be a huge part of that and get a lot of goal line touches. And this is going to be week, like a multi-touchdown week for Kenyon Drake. I like it. I mean, he's got 20 touches a game. And that's what he's averaging those first two games. It's really? Just kind of, really? He, he's just kind of been Julio Jones. He just can't get into the end zone, really. I think that's more than he averaged last year. Just off yeah. the top of my head, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that might be higher. Yeah, that's cool. I like I'm that half one, betting against the Lions and half betting with the Cardinals. That's a good one. <laughs> Dude, I, so I, I was out on Matt Patricia when they asked him, is your coaching part of the defense's problem? And he said, I called the best play in Super Bowl history. And they were like, what? oh my he like, God, he did. He he's that. leaning on that. 
That's not the exact quote, but he basically said, I yeah, have one. Like, no, I know what you're saying. So that is just an unreal thing to say from five years ago. That, when that's your response, it. you kind of lose me. Yeah. Anyway. Let's get bold. Let's get, yeah, bold. Salty spittoon time. <sighs> I'm DK, what's your bold it, call of the week? DK's is going to be nuts. DK's is going to be like, I will score a touchdown for the Seahawks this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that crazy. It's, I think the, ta- the Taysom Hill explosion is coming. Oh. I think this is the, ta- I think it's wow. Taysom Hill week. Taysom so, Hill week? Yeah. So, okay, quietly. And <laughs> props props to a couple of uh, our listeners who have sent this information to me. Taysom Hill is quietly listed as a tight end on ESPN leagues. For those of you who are looking to stream tight ends, he could be an interesting option. At least, I'm going to say at least, he's a, and I'm doing this in a couple of leagues, he's an interesting stash at tight end. So, First of all, the Saints desperately need to manufacture some explosive plays. Like their their offense is just as we saw on on Monday, it's stagnant. Drew Brees can't throw the ball down the field. Uh, Michael Thomas is out. They're just like trying to dink and dunk their way down the field and basically relying on Alvin Kamara to do it's so much. It's all dink and no dunk, <laughs> right? And and they basically, I, I'm just thinking like they need to get they need to get a little more creative. They're going to have to like play some things that they haven't really been doing yet. I think that's where Taysom Hill comes in. I think he's going to get at least one pass attempt in this game. And then he's also going to get some rushing and some, pa- uh, some catching involved, trying to get some explosive plays out of him. He had a, he had a rush attempt from like the two yard line. He was like a fullback dive. And I saw some people were really pissed about it because uh, he really sh- probably got in and they didn't review it. They called him down. Like bottom line, dude, he's making 8 million bucks this year. So do you think he would be quarterback or do you think he's going to keep in that weird utility Swiss Army like role that he has? Or do you think he's going to play quarterback and you're saying that if you pick him up, he can be a, a second quarterback in a one quarterback league? No, I don't think you should play him at quarterback. I think if he if you need a tight end, he's an interesting tight end streamer that has a lot of upside. No, will he play quarterback for the Saints this season? I, no, I don't think he's going to be like a starting quarterback. I'm just talking about this week. Okay. I don't think he's going to like drop back and pass 20 times. So what is your, like what is your bold prediction? My bold prediction is 17 points in half PPR. Is that bold enough? That is bold. That's bold. Yeah. I don't know where the hell yet. you got that number from, but that's I mean he's he's touched the ball 6 times this year, so that's bold. I was like 15 <laughs> I was like 15 doesn't really feel that bold and 20 feels like absurd. So I settled on 17. Okay. I you know what? Works for me. Okay, the other one the one more stat I want to throw at you. Taysom Hill in 2019 led all quarterbacks in fantasy points for drop back. I'm not saying he's like <laughs> going to drop passes. back a lot. He'll, he had nine drop backs last year. So um, I think he has one. He has one this year. He's also first in points for drop back. All right. So Taysom Hill will lead QBs <laughs> in points per drop back in week three. Congrats, DK. <laughs> yeah. All right. Craig, what's your bull take for this week? Drew Sample will be a top seven tight end Hell this yes. week. So first off, I'd like to introduce people to Drew Sample because my guess is a decent portion of football fans don't know who he is. He's a second-year tight end out of Washington. He was a second-round pick by the Bengals. He's 6'5". And last week, the Bengals uh, tight end, their starter, CJ Uzoma, tore his Achilles. He's out for the year. And then after that, Drew Sample was tied for the team lead with seven catches. This week, they're playing the Eagles, who just let up three touchdowns to Tyler Higby. And old Joey B likes throwing those tight ends. There's that, that, that rookie tight end. That connection, you know, the, the Sam Darnold, Chris Herndon connection that we all yearn for this year. That's not coming. <laughs> um, yearn for. Herndon's not helping your case right here. He's not. Drew Sable, one-handed catch last week. Did you see that on Thursday night? It was nice. So I love this one. Number <laughs> one say, because, hey, see the one catch he had? 
One-handed. He had seven catches. A one-handed. Yeah, okay. no, he he okay, he's one of those players that the Bengals took him in the second round, and mm-hmm. everyone in Cincinnati was like, What the fuck are you doing? Like they didn't have any idea who this guy was. He was supposed to be like a fourth round pick, basically. Um, and he didn't do anything really as a rookie. He just was like, you know, we've seen a million times, like tight ends just don't do anything as rookies. Um, but he looked pretty good out there. I think he's like an underrated receiver. I thought that the minute they drafted him, I said that I told that to, to people. I think he's got that underrated, like Will Disley. He's, he, it's easy to compare people to like the same college, but like he is like Will Disley style. So yeah, Burrow peppered the middle of the field in that game against, uh, against Cleveland. And with the Zoma out of the way, like he's the guy. Well, they're, they're playing the Eagles who have really bad linebackers and Darius Slay is going to be all over whoever he wants. And it might leave Drew Sample Open over the yep. middle. A little, little sample of Drew for me this week. <laughs> we have a lot of tight end takes this week. Yeah. Yeah, let's fix that. Let's get a little more red meat here. I have a bold take. Okay. I think I'm going to get in the salty spittoon right here. <laughs> I think the Ravens-Chiefs game is going to be boring. <laughs> oh. So how do you how do you quantify this, though? Uh, I just... Well, first of all, it's up to you guys. We can either just decide that we will... Conju- like, I was going to say Jordan, confer. I don't, we'll talk. Next week, and if you two are both like, yeah, no, that was a disappointing game, no, then I we win. Need a number. We but need a number. I've decided let's that give it, let's give it a points. A I've points Mahomes is going to have his season low in fantasy points. But you're saying a season low is, and we'll have to wait for the year to end and then come back to this week three <laughs> prediction. Well, fine, I'll parlay it. Mahomes and Lamar both have their season lows to date. So it's, it's only been two games. All right, I don't want to quantify it. The point I'm trying to make is that this is the most hype Monday Night Football game. We're all excited for it. And I feel like everything else in 2020, this is going to be disappointing. I feel like I have been set up for fun and excitement so many times this year. It has always been canceled or postponed, whether it was Coachella or Coachella or other things. All the good things are canceled this year. Are you a big Coachella guy? No, but I was excited. It was a great lineup. You were going to go. I wanted to see Frank Ocean. The point Mm. is... This is Coachella 2.0. It's going to be disappointing. It's going to be a huge letdown. And I actually think this will be weird defense. Patrick Mahomes has not been as accurate as you think this year. And I just, I, it, it's less a football take. And this is a true gut bold call of, I have felt this feeling of being excited many times this year. I have yet to feel enjoy for any of them. And this one, it's a trap door. Do you want to do both Mahomes and Lamar will not finish as QB1s? Yes, there you go. Perfect. I was going to say we could do the other way we could do it is the over under right now is like 54. So pick a number that is the threshold for a boring game. 45. 45. So if it if if we hit the under on 45, that's officially not as fun as we wanted it to be. Okay. Sure. I'm I'm more saying that we're going to watch <laughs> and we will be collectively sure. just kind of like slowly let out our breath throughout the game. All right. That's my bold take. Wow, I thought I thought that would Rile you guys up a little it's bit. It's bold, but you should have come at us with a number. Just saying it's going to be boring is kind of hard it's to unquant- react to. Fine. You want a number? I was like, Jeff Driscoll's going to be better than Drew Locke. He'll score better than Drew Locke will ever do in his entire <laughs> life. But I figured that this was a little more exciting. Anyway. All right. So let's let's uh let's quickly draft these. So yeah. DK won last week. So DK, you should get first pick. Oh, well, is that how we're doing it? We're not doing trivia. <laughs> oh, oh what? Like we just pick how tall is him. <laughs> How high are clouds up in the sky? And then we figure it out. Through where is Jeff Driscoll from? Okay, let's see. Um, Heifetz, to recap, let's see. I think I'm going to pick Lockett as a top five receiver. I like that one a lot. That one's the least gutsiest. Yep. Sorry. Sorry, Heifetz. Shameless Homer. 
All right. So I'm going to put DK's initials, lock it top five. So who's up next? Me or you, Heifetz? Uh, me, since you asked. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I want, I definitely want Taysom Hill week. I don't know if this is going to happen, yeah. but when he said Taysom Hill week, that just got my blood going. Thank you. That's a three-pointer. Remember, the bolds are worth three. The guts are worth one. <laughs> uh, okay. So I got two here. I'm going to pick, I'm definitely going Kenyon Drake top five. I love that one. I think that's going to hit. Top five, top five. And then, man, what else do I want here? I'll take Logan Thomas, top six mm. tight end. Cool. I'm not confident. I don't know why I feel better about that one. than there's just too many good players in the Cowboys for CeeDee Lamb to be the best player on the team that week. That's fair. I like Josh Kelly to be a top 15 back. Even though Allen Robinson is obviously like a safer play, and that's obviously more likely to Allen Robinson get 20 fantasy points. I actually kind of like Josh Kelly. Yeah. I just want to roll with that. I respect it. All right. He's good. Good call, Craig. Well, you better get it right, but yeah. All right, DK. Yeah, I'm I'm debating between uh between Heifetz's bold call of the under for 45 for Chiefs Ravens. I'm going since Drew Sample's a UW guy, I'm going with Drew Sample. Top top, <laughs> top seven tight end. So you picked a Seahawks. UW. You picked a Seattle Seahawk and a, a UW Husky in your the two all picks. Homer, the all Homer version. <laughs> the Travis draft, Homer, yes. the Travis the Travis Homer draft. That's what you <laughs> yeah. just did. Forget yeah. Will Disley. You're Travis Homer. I went to I went to UW for a, uh for once for one year. So I get to I get to pick my freaking UW guy. How was your year? It was good. I transferred away. I do I do have a fond affection for UW though. So I, Huskies is Huskies is a weird mascot because our mascots supposed to be cute or like fearsome because Huskies are adorable. They're both. They're both. I feel like mascots they have should incredible be scary. endurance. Incredible endurance. Santa Barbara is no Santa Cruz is the banana slugs. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, we, we all watch Pulp Fiction. Yeah, we all knew that. Everyone knows that. Okay, <laughs> let's get into our million Damn, dollar right. lineup for week three. Jesus. I'm just, look, let's be real. I'm, just I, I'm just saying everyone who's seen Pulp Fiction knows about the banana slug thing. But seriously, million dollar, let's get on my million dollar lineup for week three. Every Friday, we are going to make a FanDuel daily fantasy lineup. We're going to play for a million dollars. We're not trying to like dink and dunk here. We're trying to make a million dollars a week. The year I turned 26 as the head of my own brokerage firm, I made $49 million, which really pissed me off because it was three shy of a million a week. Now, last week, we did not. Did we win a million? We No, we did not. Ah, we were a little I under, forgot to ask. Just a little yeah. bit outside. <laughs> I forgot to ask. Can you imagine <laughs> hold, he's holding it until now? He's like, guys, we won. <laughs> we actually did win. It's guys. Save it I for the pod, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Save it. Uh, so, no, there's a couple guys who, I mean, we would have. We were right. I think that the players who failed us were wrong. Is that fair to say? Right. Yeah, so if we do the blame game here, these are the guys on our in our burn book, if we're, if we're in the movie Mean Girls. Uh, we are adding Quintez Cephas, Ronald Jones, the fumbler, Mark Andrews, the disappearer, and Michael Gallup, who's suddenly the worst receiver on the on the Cowboys. Wait, we um, only can we got just call four. Ronald Jones the fumbler now. We only four got four wrong. Four of our nine people sucked, so that's <laughs> that's not good. Well, if we had CD, well, DK wanted to do CD instead of Gallup, but I talked him into Gallup. So sorry, now we're doing CD. All right, but let's go through. We have another lineup, which you know last one didn't win, but this one. Guaranteed really million dollars. This one. We're going to come in first out of the 700,000 entries in this tournament. Mm -hmm. And there's no doubts in my mind about it. So, Craig, take us through this line of the start. All right. So, our quarterback this week is going to be Mitchell Trubisky playing the Falcons, <laughs> who the Falcons are the best fantasy team for this. every reason. They're just the best team to play against. <laughs> the, the receivers are amazing. They're the best team to watch. The games are always nuts. 
Well, no, we're galaxy braining there. We're basically saying Mitch Mitch is cheap. He's, you know, he's he's uh funding the rest of our roster with the uh discount on him. Who knows why there's a he's, discount on Mitchell Trubisky? Look, he's squarely in the in the Blake Bortles tier of bad real life quarterbacks who are good at fantasy. So yeah. Speaking of Bortles, just got signed by the Broncos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so at our running back, we have our only dilemma of the lineup, which we're going to discuss. We're debating Jonathan Taylor or Kenyon Drake. And Kenyon Drake was a bold prediction by Heifetz, but Danny Kelly was kind of feeling Jonathan Taylor against the Jets this week. We got to hash this out. So the first play from scrimmage last week, Raheem Mostert ran directly into the end zone from <laughs> the 25-yard line. That's the only thing I'm going to say against the Jets. J- just FYI. You know what? I, I really wanted Kenyon Drake in this lineup, but if you're invoking the the Jets aren't trying. I also saw something with the the former who was the Seahawks who got traded to the Jets for the Jamal Adams trade? Bradley McDougald. And he was yeah. saying that the Jets aren't very intense in practice. And they already had to clarify <laughs> the comments, but he's just like, oh yeah, like yeah. we don't really practice very, very I mean, well. Losing a guy like Jamal Adams, that kind of makes sense. Dude is the most intense person I've ever seen in my life. Fine, fine. We can go Jonathan Taylor, even though I okay. really like I like Kenyon Drake this week, but yeah, the Jets suck. All right, so we'll go Jonathan Taylor as our first running back. Our second running back is Miles Sanders and the Eagles, our three receivers. DeAndre Hopkins, who just can't miss and we sure missed in the offseason. Uh, Allen <laughs> Robinson, who we are pairing with old Mitch Trubisky, like wine and cheese this week. We think they're really gonna they're really gonna do something good against the Falcons. But like Franzia and like craft singles. <laughs> yes. uh, we're, it's it's like slapping the bag, you know, bag wine. Well, Trubisky's the bag wine. Allen Robinson's like a really nice cheese. Would you guys rather have bad wine and good cheese or good wine and bad cheese? Never want bad cheese. You never want bad yeah, cheese. Yeah, <laughs> bad wine is absolutely and good cheese. revolting. You can drink bad wine. You can't eat bad cheese. There you go. Trubisky's the go. Franzia and Allen Robinson's really great cheese. So yeah, our receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, and DK's boy, CeeDee Lamb. At tight end, we're going with Logan Thomas. And we're going with Austin Eckler at Flex. Thinking of this now, I mean, if you guys like my gut prediction enough, we should swap him for Josh Kelly. But um, I mean, that would make more sense with the theme of the show. If you think <laughs> it's much too gutsy, though, I mean, definitely cheaper. But if we, you think it's uh, we too need gutsy, to need seven hundred thousand entries. I don't think gutsy is a problem. Like we're trying to like <laughs> we're, the odds of it are almost like he, the odds of hearing a B flat in a black hole. It's just it's it's really you're you're fighting against the tides of gravity itself. What so. if I just made the intro music this week? Just there's no song. It's just a B flat. B flat. Yeah, just do it. So we going with we going with Eckler or Kelly? If we go with Kelly, we're going to have like $1,000 left over. It's a gut call for a reason. It doesn't necessarily mean it's likely to happen. Let's do Kelly. Screw it. All right, let's do Kelly. We're going to celebrate the name Kelly this week. Watch us would have won the million if we had played Austin Eckler. I will be extremely upset. Heifetz secretly put both in. Oh, that's a good idea. We'll we'll discuss that after the episode. Well, we just said it on the (laughs) podcast, but okay. So... And then last one, rounding out our, our defensive pick, we're taking the Steelers against the the beat up, shitty O lined Houston Texans. He's gonna, dude. He's gonna get sacked like twelve times. Yeah. And by by he, I mean Deshaun Watson. This is the Watt family reunion. This is JJ, yeah. TJ, and Derek all in the same game for the first time in their lives. Wow. Holy shit. That's crazy. Derek is like the Cooper Manning of of the, of this. It's decade. a shame we don't have a subway ad today since it's the the Watt Bowl. I don't know if you've seen those commercials. Do they? I thought Bill Belichick was the one with the commercials. No, the Watts have a whole Subway commercial. They do? Yeah, the whole family. You haven't seen that? No. Oh, yeah. It's is actually Derek not Watt in it? 
Yeah, they're all th- all three of them are in it. Is that like how Cooper Manning was in that Sports Center commercial, but he didn't have any lines? Yeah, and then their mom is in it too, and uh, their dad as well. The whole fam. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Well, good for them. All right. Well, one of them's going to harass the other's coworker, so that's tough. But <laughs> okay, so that's Trubisky, Jonathan Taylor, which I wanted Kenyon Drake, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, C.D. Lamb, Logan Thomas, Josh Kelly, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, what do you guys want to do with the million dollars? I, I, I want to like see if we can um, go see a black hole. That'd be fun, right? Dude, we'll <laughs> invest it in the black hole research. That's a really good cause. Yeah. Because the black hole is enveloping all of us right now in society. So, great. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you to everyone for listening. See you guys next week.